You're listening to Innovating Infrastructure, where we showcase new and emerging technology-based solutions to the world's infrastructure challenges. I'm Monica Bennett, and I'll be your host for this 10-part series, which is presented to you by the Global Infrastructure Hub. Each podcast episode will be a 25-minute interview with emerging entrepreneurs from the top 10 finalists of our InfraChallenge innovation competition. InfraChallenge gives startups and innovators the opportunity to present their technology-based solutions to the world. This year, it's being supported by the Italian G20 presidency, and the competition is focused on solutions for better and more resilient infrastructure. Don't miss our virtual InfraChallenge final event on Thursday, the 16th of September. You can find out more and register on our website at gihub.org. Join me for innovating infrastructure and discover technology solutions that are transforming infrastructure for the better. Today, to talk about an emerging solution to help investors assess ESG risk and impact, I have with me Dev Majumder, the founder of ESG Base, a fintech startup and one of the top 10 finalists of InfraChallenge 2021. As the world approaches a critical stage in the climate transition, more and more investors are aligning their portfolios to ESG. ESG, which stands for Environmental, Social and Governance, is a dimension of impact being used to assess investments beyond the financial returns. From an infrastructure perspective, it can help investors select between projects which can have a positive long-term impact, for example, in relation to the energy transition or promoting gender equality. The premise of incorporating ESG principles into infrastructure seems to be a logical and natural progression for the sector. However, the reality of doing this is much more complex. There are currently over 600 ESG investment frameworks available, and assessing ESG impacts against these frameworks can often be expensive and complicated. Our guest today, Dev from ESG Base, has developed a software as a service platform that helps investors assess ESG risk and impact. Now let's get into the interview. Enjoy. Today, I'm pleased to have Dev Majumder with us to talk about his solution for ESG investing. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Monica. Pleased to be here. So ESG investing is rapidly moving from a nice to have to a must have consideration for many infrastructure investors. But while there's a general consensus that investing in ESG is essential to securing our ideal future, it is still quite a challenging landscape to navigate. So my first question to you is, can you tell us what ESG investing actually is? And also, what is the problem that your company is trying to solve? It's really around addressing a lot of the concerns around the environment, as well as around social and governance issues that are faced around the world. We all know that UN has called this the decade of action. In these next 10 years, we really expect to see all countries, governments, financial institutions, corporates, take tangible actions to realize their pledges for greater sustainability, aligning with the goals of the Paris Climate Agreement, and transitioning the global economy to a more resilient place. We expect to see about $7 trillion US dollars per year spent towards more sustainable, more resilient infrastructures. Yet, when we look at the current state, we only see about $1 trillion per year in spending. So kind of the big question is, what's causing this huge gap? Clearly, there's a lot of awareness that investments in sustainable and resilient infrastructures are urgently needed, even more so now with the COVID pandemic and the learnings from the pandemic. And also we know that policies are moving in the same directions and citizens are clearly demanding the same. So what's the main problem? When we started to dig deeper into this question, what we immediately realized is that at the point of capital allocation for infrastructure projects, 
there is a big uncertainty around identifying what's truly sustainable and resilient and what's not. Because infrastructure projects are often so multifaceted and complex, very quickly it becomes quite difficult to take a, a holistic view on the impact of an infrastructure investment. Then when you consider some of the greenwashing that's going on in the industry, it's easy to see how the lack of reliable data, that can be quite paralyzing. There isn't really a standardized framework or data set out there that would allow the capital allocators to get a holistic view of each and every infrastructure investment. But now, I think with ESG becoming more and more significant to investing, to enable a quick and efficient transition to a sustainable or resilient economy, I think we're all looking for infrastructure projects to be evaluated from both these angles, both in terms of bankability as well as impact. And there's a requirement for evaluation standards that allow comparison across sectors and data qualities and analytical capabilities that can be trusted. So I think these are kind of some of the key problems that exist in the industry right now. And these are exactly the problems that ESG Base is trying to solve. So we have developed a standardized methodology that provides a holistic view of infrastructure projects and investments. We look at bankability, we look at risks of projects, we look at the impact that the project is going to have. And we look at this using a very science-based, bottom-up analytical approach which inherently ensures that there's transparency, there's a high quality of output when evaluating different projects. So through automation, we have been able to also remove much of the kind of the subjectivity that comes in this analysis. So whether you're an allocator of public funds or private funds, or maybe a corporate strategist who's developing plans to transition your business portfolio to greater resilience and sustainability, ESG base would be kind of the solution that you would need to make those capital allocation decisions. So you mentioned earlier that the level of uncertainty around what constitutes an environmentally sustainable project, for example, is one of the key barriers to attracting more investment into these kinds of projects. So how does your solution address this particular barrier? So I think what we see today in the landscape is that because there is no clear definition or kind of one standardized framework, so there's kind of different attributes that are kind of in a way conflicting at ESG base, that what's really needed in the industry is this kind of standardized framework that allows people to look at a project using kind of a holistic view and get a full picture of whether a project is kind of net positive or negative. Does it align with kind of the different ESG standards? Does it align with kind of some of the locational risks in that location? So what we have developed is standardized methodology that essentially takes a holistic view of infrastructure investments. So we look at bankability, we look at risks, we also look at the impact of different projects. And our analysis is very much science-based so we kind of, through our science-based approach, we inherently ensure that there is transparency in the data and there is also a high quality of output that people can trust. What we have done is that by using automation, we have brought a huge quantity of different data sets together and combined it in a coherent fashion to paint a picture of the risks and impact of a project. And because we're driving this process through automation, we've been able to remove much of the subjectivity that would come in if, say, for example, a particular individual or human being consultant, for example, is looking at the project. So whether you're 
allocating public funds or whether you're looking at allocating private funds, or even if you're a corporate strategist, you're planning for how your business portfolio must transition towards greater resilience and sustainability, the ESG-based solution could be quite useful to know. So what's the conventional way of assessing ESG impacts at the moment for infrastructure? And how is ESG-based disrupting this way of working? Kind of in general, I would say it's not that there is no existing solution out there. Like when you look at this kind of big gap in the market in terms of investment flow, it's not that capital allocators have no option right now. The current solution that exists is a service-based model. So teams of specialized consultants who provide expert views on different aspects of a project. The limitation of this model is that this solution is rather inefficient and tends to be expensive. Often we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars in spend and weeks of turnaround time for each project. And the result is that these solutions find limited use. So whenever you see a service-based model, depending on who is providing the service, there might be a certain degree of subjectivity built into the output. So at ESG Base, we are essentially trying to standardize the existing process through advanced automation. And to do that, we're drawing from a wide range of high quality and credible data sets, such as geospatial data, satellite imagery from NASA, meteorological data. We're also using government policy data then we're combining that with scientific parameters of different clean tech technologies. And all this data through our kind of automation algorithm allows us to conduct, I'd say, an objective data-driven analysis. And this analysis paints a holistic picture of an investment's risks, impact, and bankability at a very early stage of the project. And because the algorithm is fully automated, our analysis can be done much quicker than, say, the, uh, the, the team of individual specialists, and also at a fraction of the cost of the current solution. So essentially, what this does is that we're now paving the path so that the solution can now be deployed for all projects. So in a sense, we are democratizing the process of determining or validating ESG credentials at a very early stage of deal flow. So now an investor could take the kind of the ESG output and use that to screen projects, even at the origination stage, for example. And the way we're building our software, it's very much tailored towards the generalist investment professionals. Essentially, our platform does all the heavy lifting, takes all the data, does the interpretation, and generates the output in a way that's comprehensible to a generalist investor. And what does the output from your solution look like? So what would the end user for ESG base expect to see in a report or a recommendation from the technology or from the algorithm? The first output is the risk profile of a project. So based on where a project is located, our platform draws from a wide variety of geospatial data. So I think as an example, satellite imageries from NASA, information about physical risks like earthquakes, storms, wildfires. We also look at meteorological data, temperatures, wind velocity, solar flux. We look at things like risks of drought, floods. But then it's not only environmental. We also look at social and governance indicators like crime, inequality, education, poverty. So with all this data, the platform paints a very multifaceted, holistic picture of the various types of risks at that location that needs to be addressed. As an example, there might be a risk to biodiversity in that location. 
And in that case, the project developer needs to come up with a detailed plan on how they're going to avoid, say, disrupting the animals and plants in that location. If there's a high degree of poverty, perhaps the project could consider building a community development program on the side. And this is to empower the local population and also create future employment for the main infrastructure. Ultimately, the infrastructure itself becomes more resilient by addressing the risk factors that may exist at the location. So this is the first product. And then the second product is impact prediction. So in reality, we think an infrastructure can only be truly resilient if its reciprocal relationship with its surroundings is is positive. So I think we all realize at this point that an infrastructure that emits the large volumes of carbon dioxide, creates a lot of waste, or draws a significant amount of fresh water, these are not really sustainable. Our platform takes in the configuration of the infrastructure asset being planned and is able to then automatically generate a prediction of parameters such as emissions, wastes for the entire lifetime of the project. And all of this is done using a science-based engineering principles approach. And this gives the user a realistic picture of what material ESG impact their investment may have in the future. So now armed with this information, the user can now take actions to mitigate the harmful impact. So that's kind of how the kind of impact prediction part of our output helps in in improving the resilience, uh, improving the sustainability of an infrastructure. So at the Hub, we're looking to help the G20 overcome three key challenges when it comes to infrastructure. The first is being able to mobilize more private capital. The second is to do more with less. And the third is to use better quality infrastructure to facilitate economic recovery. So ESG investing can potentially address these three challenges, but I think more specifically for the first one on mobilizing more private capital into infrastructure and and specifically into green infrastructure, how does your solution help create this kind of impact and what magnitude of impact are you expecting to create? So with respect to mobilizing more private capital, I think what we've seen is that current total spend in infrastructure, in green infrastructures, tend to be about $1 trillion, but only about 300 to $500 billion of that is, is private capital. And that figure, as this $1 trillion goes to about $7 trillion, this private capital fund is projected to go up to about 4 to $5 trillion. So it's it's going to become an even bigger piece of the overall investment into green infrastructures. So when we think about mobilizing uh, private capital, obviously one of the key challenges that exists out there is that investors and asset managers really need to be kind of aware of kind of the industry best practices, the standards when it comes to ESG investing. One of the big roadblocks right now is that investors, they're trained and their backgrounds are very much in, in the world of finance. And so there's a huge learning curve that needs to be overcome for institutional investors and and private capital to get into this ESG space and really be able to take confident decisions around whether a particular investment is truly ESG aligned or green. So in a way, ESG bases fully automated solution that's geared towards the generalist investor addresses this kind of gap that's starting to build in the industry. And so even without that specialist knowledge, an investor can now access ESG investing in a confident way, which wouldn't have been possible without, say, kind of a, a digital enablement. So in that sense, I would say ESG-based solution is removing some of the biggest barriers that currently exist when it comes to mobilizing private capital. 
And so you mentioned in your pitch documents that Prototype was developed last year in 2020, so still quite a young company. What do you feel is the biggest challenge that's facing you at the moment? Yeah, so we're still a very young company. We're a very early stage startup at this point. And I would say there's kind of two main areas that I want to touch upon with respect to challenges. Alignment of ESG into every infrastructure investment. It's still a very new trend in the financial industry. We're still seeing a gradual shift in mindset in this direction where there's more and more consideration of ESG. And as a result of that, the best practices in the industry around ESG are still very nascent and evolving. There's quite a bit of diversity in terms of how different capital allocators and investors approach the ESG alignment. So in our experience, we often come across investors who may have quite different priorities all within kind of the ESG space. For example, some investors may be singularly focused on job creation. And even if it's accomplished through set deployment of a very highly carbon intensive asset. So I think all of these signs are telling us that the industry is still at a very early stage and it hasn't yet developed a uniform standard that's outcome driven and necessarily holistic. Now, we believe that our standardized approach of risk and impact measurement is where the industry will be headed in the future. But this evolution in the industry will require a change in mindset. So this speed of change may impact how quickly our solution methodology gets adopted across the industry. So that obviously is a potential challenge for us. Another challenge is that because we're productizing what has traditionally been a service-based model in the industry, there may be some skepticism on whether the model can be successfully automated, whether it can be successfully productized. Now, we don't think this is necessarily a big challenge in the long run, but as a startup company with limited track record, this skepticism can hinder how quickly our product gets adopted in the marketplace, especially in the early days. As we continue to apply our platform to a wide variety of projects, we will hopefully build further confidence in the solution. But for any asset manager listening to this right now, who may be feeling too unsure to try a new solution, I would say progress always involves taking a little bit of risk. It always requires trying something new or doing something a bit different. But the beauty of that commercialization process is that these risks can be well managed and minimized. Yeah, so technology development, I guess, is always a journey both from the entrepreneur's side, but also from the customer side. And so touching on ESG Base being one of the top 10 shortlisted companies through Infra Challenge, what would you say has been the most valuable component of the innovation contest in helping you address some of these key challenges that you're currently facing as a young company? I think overall, over the past several months, we have been very pleased with the quality of interactions we have had with the members and supporters of Infra Challenge and the G20 Global Infrastructure Hub. And I think because the presentations and experts were all very oriented towards infrastructures and the infra tech sector, we found that the interactions were highly focused on sector-specific characteristics and challenges, which meant that these interactions were actually quite value-added for us. For example, there's been quite a bit of discussion around the concept of the chasm of death for tech innovations. This is not a common topic of discussion in a standard tech forum, but it's a very relevant topic for infratech companies. We were also quite pleased to have one-on-one -on -one discussions and interactions with the supporters of the GI Hub. One definite highlight has been our mentor, Andrew Jones. He is an individual with very deep understanding of the sector. 
in our very first interaction with Andrew, we noticed that within minutes, he was able to completely grasp the idea and was able to make some very thoughtful comments and suggestions. He has also been very helpful in linking us with other experts in the field, some of whom may become our long-term connections and even potentially users of our platform as we continue our journey with the SGPs. Overall, I would say it's been a very positive experience. And I understand that your venture started as a bit of a thought bubble during your time at London Business School with some of your other co-founders. How did you get the inspiration for this solution? Share with us your startup story. Yeah, so the three of us who have been present since the start of the ESG-based journey each have over 15 years of experience in the industry. And each of us has was witnessing the pain point associated with ESG investing from our own individual perspectives. So we were able to draw upon our own motivations, our collective experience of around 50 years and our unique backgrounds to really kind of start doing a deep dive into the problem and identifying the root cause and the solution. So if you think of ESG investment in infrastructure as a discipline that combines mainstream investing and impact investing, as well as science-based definitions of materiality, our core team members brought all of this expertise together from the very beginning. And through our various conversations, we discovered that we had a common vision and a passion for a more sustainable, equitable, and resilient future. And that common vision was really instrumental to starting to talk about a venture in this field, which ultimately led to the start of the ESG-based journey. What's next on the horizon for ESG-based? Currently, we have deployed the platform and we are in discussion with a large number of institutional investors, government entities to to conduct demonstration runs and pilots on real-life case studies. Once we have successfully completed these, we'll enter the growth phase where essentially we would be widely deploying this platform in the marketplace internationally and globally. And hopefully, ESG-based will make a significant contribution to mobilizing capital and, and paving the way towards greener investment in future. Fantastic. Well, we wish you all the best with the Infra Challenge and Innovation Competition and looking forward to seeing how you progress in the future. Thank you very much, Monica. Find out more about this technology and other top 10 finalists of Infra Challenge 2021 at infrachallenge.gihub.org. Also, don't miss the virtual Infra Challenge final event on Thursday, the 16th of September. Join us and watch the top 10 make their final pitch to become the Infra Challenge 2021 winner. Register to attend at gihub.org. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Monica Bennett from the Global Infrastructure Hub, and you've been listening to Innovating Infrastructure. 